Hey there, and welcome to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week, I'm going to give you something new every week, or snooze for short, from our friends in the community. I think you'll find these conversations super informational as well as fun to listen to. Snooze are about what's new in my guest photography world and how they're implementing it in their business, from pitching new clients to learning about products that are selling. Each guest will share what's hot in their business right now. Something new every week is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. Plus, as you know, Miller's is just awesome. They're a great lab. They're great people. You got to go check them out. If you're not familiar with them, go check them out. Miller'sLab.com. Miller'sLab.com. We also have a special sponsor this week, Twin Cities PPA. If you are passionate about perfecting your craft as a photographer, growing your business, and learning from the best in the industry, my friends at the Twin Cities Professional Photographers Association have an amazing educational lineup for 2021. Even better, they're offering an early bird discount on memberships for 2021, $179 for an entire year of learning. That's less than 20 bucks a class. If you're serious about propelling yourself forward, take advantage of this limited time pricing. And as a bonus, join by December 7th, which is just around the corner, and you'll receive a guest pass for their final workshop of 2020 with renowned baby photographer Karen Marie of Belly Beautiful. That's an extra $50 value on top of this. There may be other holiday surprises, I'm sure, coming. Join now at tcppa.org. That's tcppa.org. They're a great chapter, and I support all the chapters in the United States. If you're not familiar with them, you should go check them out. Uh, You don't need to be in the Twin Cities area. All of this education will be online this year, so as an additional benefit, you you can check this out from all over the world. Uh, If you are in the Twin Cities area and you're not part of TCPPA, you should be. All right, so go check them out, and let's move on to the show. All right, here we are on a Wednesday early morning of this week's episode of Something New Every Week with my good friend, and I haven't spoken to her in a long time, Jen Hillengay, who lives in New York City and is now crushing it with everything that she's doing. If you don't know Jen, we'll tell you what she does and and all that stuff. Say hello, Jen. Hello, Jen. Wait. She's like looking at me. It's a video. We do this as a video, a, a video call. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, that is the most energy I've ever heard, Jason, uh, uh, ever." I'm it's not true. exactly sure what happened to you. You moved <laughs> to the Midwest and you like got happy. And mm. when I was a New Yorker, you were the epitome of a New Yorker. Like, <laughs> you, hated you hated everything. The sky was falling, and now you're perky and bright and happy. It, 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 uh, it's just the intro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel like the sky is falling all the time. Pod people. What's that? <laughs> I said, just making sure I hadn't lost you to the pod people. No, but- no. The Midwest has definitely, uh, uh, made me a little bit more cheery and, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, People don't react the same way to my negativity the way most New Yorkers do. Oh, I'm aware. It was, you know, I grew up in Iowa and then I moved to Minneapolis 
which is where I had my portrait studio uh, there for 11 years and then moved out here to New York. Uh, and I am creative director of Printique, which is Adorama's print lab. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I moved to New York, it was such a culture shock for me because I'd never had anybody like actively hate me to my face. <laughs> craziest experience because um when you grow up in the midwest even if people hate you they're not going to tell you no it's midwest nice and so it's su a super culture shock to move here but i learned to appreciate it it's like oh great you hate me that's awesome i don't have to waste time on you right whereas you never know in the midwest but great thing about being growing up in the midwest and the uh, i have a I'm a translator for passive aggressiveness. <laughs> That's what I know here. So even at work, there's oftentimes, you know, in in uh, any sort of corporate environment, you have a lot of personalities. And I have one particular friend at work who grew up in the, you know, in the Bronx, and she's very New York, mm. and she's like. I need you to translate what they're saying because they're being a passive aggressive and I'm not sure what they want. And so I can immediately read between the lines because like the passive aggressive Midwestern is so ingrained. It's like being from the South and saying, bless your heart. Like it's just, right. you know what they're saying and you don't even have to talk about it. So I'm very versed in the, the Midwest. Um, but I appreciate the honesty of New York. So yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like, you know, we'll go to some parties here. And, you know, I'll just go off on, you know, something being really negative about it, just very direct. And it's either met with, wow, you're from New York, right? <laughs> or, By the way, that what that means in passive aggressive speak, let me translate for you. You're kind of a dick, aren't you? <laughs> or it's just met with a deafening silence. Right. Which I has taken me a long time to get used to where I like, oh, okay, that's making them feel very uncomfortable. Right. And a lot of now, when, it, when we first moved here, I would kind of like, you know, move on with another joke to kind of, you know, ease their pain. But nice. now I just lean into it. Well, and <laughs> the translation for the silence is you were ingrained as a child that your mother says, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. So they're sitting there trying to think, I can't say anything because I can't say anything nice. So they're just, the silence is deafening yeah. and, and pervasive. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it, it, you know, it's, it's been uncomfortable. So like, I'll give you a really quick example. I was at the dentist last week and the woman does, I had to have some two, I had to have some oral surgery and then uh, I had to do teeth cleaning after it. And they, she did my teeth cleaning and she was like, Oh, 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 gee. And I was like, Oh, this can't be good. Cause I know in St. Louis, like that, that's never good. She right. said, Um, yeah, this isn't going to be covered by your insurance. And I was like, What? And she's like, Oh gosh, I should have checked before. I'm really sorry about that. And I was like, Yeah, you're going to be really sorry about that because you should have checked before that. And I just like went off on a rant. Like, I was pissed because it was like $500. That wasn't like, oops, it's like $150. It's like, oops, five. And I've noticed like, you know, with, with some business here like that, like, I feel like, and I, and I'm not taking a dig on, on Midwest people, but I think there's a lot of people who would just be like, okay, 
well, sorry you made that mistake. I'm just going to pay the $500. I'm not going to pay the $500. I'm going to make them miserable until it's done. Conflict is not our strong suit. Right. Okay. That's that's more of an example. Yeah. Um, you know, we would much rather say we. I feel like I, I'm in between two worlds, half New Yorker, half Midwestern. Yeah. So I claim. Uh, but yeah, it, it, conflict and, and confrontation. I've actually had to learn confrontation mm-hmm. uh, since moving here, and yeah. and and it's actually been really good for me. Like standing in your beliefs and and sticking up for yourself and all of those things is uh, I had to it was learned behavior for me um yeah. so it's interesting I love my midwesterners don't get me wrong my entire family still lives within nine miles of each other on their farm people uh but my entire life was also like one of these things is not like the other <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I, I'm I'm the black sheep. I'm stuck between the two worlds. I feel like I was a New Yorker like my entire life. Yeah, but in farm genes, right? <laughs> like, well, I think the good thing about New York is that a lot of people move from different parts of the world, and I think you either you know when you move to New York, you either love it or you know you stay for a while and you still love it, but you generally don't stay. And I was really like, I followed your, you, you know, getting to New York and I knew that you would be okay. And there's a specific moment that I remember us talking about. I knew that you would be okay in New York when you, you, you put up a Facebook post that said, I just ordered a milkshake at 4 a.m. and it was delivered to my door. And I was like, in a mason jar. In a, <laughs> and I was like, this gal's going to be just fine. Your response was you have hit pinnacle New Yorkness. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or came yeah. at 4 a.m. simply to get a chocolate milkshake in a mason jar. Yes. Yes. Right. And, <laughs> you know, you were happy to pay $20 for it. Probably <laughs> more. <laughs> if not more, right. You did not care at all. It's like 4 a.m. deserves a milkshake. I don't know what I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating I live in, four, in New York and get a milkshake at 4 a.m. It's its own celebration. So for those of you who don't know Jen, Jen ran a very successful photography studio and business in Minneapolis and is from um, the country. And her and I had taught together in many workshops and and conferences over the years. And then how long have you been in New York now? Six years last week. Six years. Um, she also ran a, uh, educational, uh, website and, you know, she just was a, she was a great, when she was teaching, she was a fantastic teacher, loved learning from her. And then, uh, you know, and is now working for Pratique in New York and, you know, is kind of living out her New York city dream and has been, you know, just, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy to see that you're, you're enjoying the city and, and, you know, you're, you're thriving there. Um, you're now working as the creative director for um, this uh, for Printique. And um, before we got on the call, you know, we're, we're heading into um, day uh, 6000 of 2020. And really? <laughs> it's a year that's never going to end. And uh, if you're it's in business. 44th today. What's that? <laughs> 
I said it's November 44th. Right. It's November 44th. And you, if you're a photographer or a business person in our community, um, you're now probably on pivot number 685. <laughs> so right. with that being said, we're going into Black Friday and, and, you know, the holidays. Um, and you're, I know that you must be working on some, some offers for photographers. Can you, you know, given with this year that where we're at, what I guess it really, you know, as from a customer standpoint, things don't really change. You know, we want to celebrate our clients, stuff like that. Is there any specific things that you're working on that you could suggest or some ideas you could suggest for photographers going into the holiday season now? Well, sure. Um, and into the new year as well. So, you know, this year's been hard. Uh, most of my friends are still, you know, small portrait photographers. Some of them, and they're spread all over the world um, yeah. and all over the country. Some of them have done better depending on, you know, where they're located and how long the lockdown was and what their clients' safety, you know, precautions are. Some have done better. Some are, some are still not doing business, you know, and, and in Europe, you know, they just closed down the UK again and yeah. some places in Canada are closing down again. We're hitting that second wave. So it's been really, really tough for a lot of people out there. And my heart is always with my small business owner friends. Mm. But at the same time, that being said, now is the time for forward thinking. Uh, now is the time to prepare for both scenarios for the new year, you know, whether or not you have to pivot your business and think about, okay, well, if this is another year of this, how will I change my business styles? Uh, or, all right, I have, this year hasn't been as busy. How do I prepare for ramping up for next year? What, you know, if yeah. wedding come back, how do I prepare for that? How do I prepare for more portrait sessions? Um, and I think right now, is actually a perfect time for that. Um, I know we're usually busy uh, right before the holiday, but it's also a great time to invest in your business and get as many tax write-offs as humanly possible. Mm. So, you know, spending the money before the first of the year so that you're not paying taxes on it. So right. I know we don't have necessarily the expendable income that we that you have in years before, Um but, you know, you're taxed on every dollar. So it's a great time right now to think about your solutions for how am I going to set up my pricing? How am I going to do my marketing for the next year? What if I have a studio? What is that going to look like right. for next year? Um, I think it's really important to keep fresh new samples uh, of everything that you want to sell to your clients. So going through whatever lab you're using, going through their entire product line, seeing if they have anything new, getting samples in your studio. Maybe maybe you are um, going to add some new luxury products or uh, you know higher end albums, things like that. Like going through all your vendors and making sure that you're able to show what every product, what whatever product lines you choose, because clients. You say a couple of things about about clients, but they have no imagination. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good way to explain it. Yeah, yeah. What I mean by that is that if you're not showing things to your clients, they're not going to buy them. Right. So we used to always do uh, studio displays 
as um, multi-image displays from a single session because we always used to sell you say you want to sell the portrait wall, not the wall portrait. And we always used to go bigger than what our clients were going to purchase. So I would always have at least a 30 by 40 as the main image. And then I would photograph sessions so that I could build these walls. So I would have mom with the daughters, dad with the sons, kids together, hmm. mom and dad together, lifestyle, posed, all of it so that you could really tell us a story with that session. Mm -hmm. And then we would build these portrait walls as our displays. We never displayed a single print on its own because I wanted them to visualize the fact that they needed to get multiple wall portraits. So having a display of that is really important because your clients will never think of that concept. And even if you explain it to them, they're never going to be able to visualize it. And they're always like, if you show a 30 by 40, they're going to step it down a notch and sure. do like 24 by 30. Like they're always going to go at least one size smaller than what you show. So if you're showing a bunch of eight by tens, like they're going to buy nothing, mm -hmm. you know, the, things are going to look like postage stamps on their wall. So you want to show big and show like the full extent of what you could do. And there are a lot of different lines of albums, books, books, for regular portrait sessions, I feel a lot of people undersell that. Like, they are really, really great add-on. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do it economically, too. We have soft cover books that start at, like, $19. Mm. Actually, they start at less. They have smaller versions, which are amazing for gifts, for grandparents. Um, they're great grandparent gifts. Like, we sell them all the time for grandparents. Mm. And, and, you know, you always have, you know, these portrait sessions and you show them what, like a hundred images, you know, mm -hmm. let's say 50 to a hundred images from a, a family session and they fall in love with at least half of that. Right. So, okay. So they do like maybe three wall portraits, a couple of gifts. It's like, what do they do with the rest of those images that you love? Well, rather than doing, you know, digital images, which is fine too, as long as you put a price tag on it. Right. Uh, books are a great upsell. So having all the books in your studio that makes sense for you for every different type of client uh, is great. And, you know, whatever lab you're using, you can probably, if they don't have the ability to do a studio sample um, right there on the website, you can probably call into whatever customer service and say, hey, this is a sample. Can I get a break on it? You know, some of them might, some of the labs may not advertise that. Right. But often if you connect with a customer service person, if they know it's a studio sample, maybe they put like small sample somewhere on it so they know you're not going to sell it. But that's a great way to get, get a break, you know. And then I also know photographers that are using like the soft cover books. If you're not a portrait photographer, they're using those little soft cover books. We now have a whole bunch of sizes all the way down to a four by four mini book um, up to an eight and a half by 11 and they're soft cover books. So they, they are a press printed product, but a lot of them are using it for a portfolio book mm. and dropping it off at um, prospective clients or prospective vendors. Mm. So it's, you're a wedding photographer, you can make this little book for, you know, $15, $20, depending on how many spreads you have, and drop it off at a dress shop or a, a bridal partner or a venue to showcase your work. And you can also put in, you know, text to talk about who you are, what your product lines are, 
um, those sorts of things. So there's a lot of different things that you can do for your business right now. You know, A, spend those tax dollars. B, prep for what you think the new year is going to be. And set yourself up for success. I'm going to get this quote wrong. But it's something along the lines of um, success belongs to those who hustle in the darkness. <laughs> That's uh, a good one. So it's it's so I probably misquoted it, but it's something along those lines. But it's basically like when the world feels dark and when nothing is happening and when, quite honestly, you're sitting on your ass because you're not able to do all the things, hustle on the shit that you can do. Yeah. You know? prepare, uh, you know, take a look at what has worked in the past, what hasn't worked in the past, eliminate the excess, strip it down to who you want to be as a photographer and what your business needs to be right now so that you can hit the ground running when the light shines again, you know? Yeah. And, and I think you, you, you hit on some, some good points where like this time of year, you know, a lot of us are like, you know, go spend that money now so you can get your tax write-offs. And I think a lot of us lean towards, you know, let me buy another lens or a camera or something like that, where like, you know, investing in products that you can show in your studio. And you hit on a couple of points that I just want to go back in, into real quick. So like, you know, I used to make those mini books as well to drop off of venues. And, and you know, I don't think that's talked about uh, enough. When I would shoot at a venue that I really liked working and I would get those mini, I would do my sample album for my client and then I'd order those mini books at the same time <coughs> and I'd order and then I'd drop them off at the venue. The venue, even when it was like the, and listen, you know, shooting in New York, these event people are not the nicest warm people on the planet, but you drop off something that, you know, shows off their, their, um, their place and they're going to love it no matter what. They may not, so they may not recommend you ever, but they're going to remember your name. And, and, and so that, that part is good. And then I want to go back to, you know, as I'm starting to shoot more portraits and stuff again, I'm learning, I'm learning at like a whole other end of the business that I had never, never really done before. And, and, you know, the portrait business is all about options, right? So, and that's the thing that I'm discovering. Like weddings, you're servicing your client and you're making sure that you're providing, you know, a fun day for them and you're an expert at it and you're just, you're just being a good person across the board and then you're getting their images to them. And of course you want options with that. But with portraits, you're taking, uh, you're taking a client and, and, and you made a good point. You're taking a client that has no, uh, they don't, they don't, they don't have ideas. They don't, they're not original. Um, and you have to provide those ideas with them. And then once you do, I've seen the light bulb go off. Like, oh, I can do this on my wall. Right. And then, oh, by the way, I can order these prints for my grandmother. Oh, and, and here's a small book that you can do. Oh, grandma's definitely going to love that. They don't won't think of any of these things until you put it in front of them. The trick with that is, is that obviously you can't just give away digitals, which too many people do in our industry. So, you know, uh, sell digital. You can sell digitals, but yes. even then, steering them to do those digitals after everything else has already been done. Okay, we've got this order, and now. And or. So right. you'll have a lot of clients. You know, the digital conversation is. There's a lot of opinions about the whole, do you sell your files? Is there? Well, there there's, a few, there's two big ones. There's a yes and a no. Um, 
My somebody, I'm sure everybody has heard this, but somebody wise once told me, never say no to anything, put a price tag on it that makes you happy. Mm. So by the end of my actual studio, I still do a little bit, uh, a few sessions here and there, but by the end of my studio life, I would say at least 65% of my clients were doing digital only, mm. but caveat, excuse me, um, I charged appropriately for it. And then if I was selling digitals, I still offered um, all of my regular portrait products at half off. Oh, okay. So oftentimes customers are buying JPEGs and, and buying the digitals because they, they don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't know that the printed product that that's what they actually really need. That if they buy digitals and technology changes, that they're going to lose that. They don't know that they need it to have and to hold and to keep um, until they're shown it with your samples and and put their fingers and hands on it and you know attach their heart to it. Um, but a lot of them, especially weddings, but a lot of people are just like, well, I'm so used to the sh whole shoot and burn mentality now. And that's what I think I want. I just want to share this. I just want to have it. I want to have it quickly, instant gratification, all of that sort of thing. So we always did like if you purchase prints, your digitals were half off. If you purchase digitals, your prints were half off. And we would always tell people that, okay, your digitals are great to print on your own if you want to do, you know, gifts or for sharing on social media, etc. But if you want to do art, you need to let us print it for you. Or right. if you want to have wallet sized with the rounded corners, or if you want to do greeting cards or anything custom or put together a book, things like that. Those are the type of thing we should do for you because you're not going to be able to do that on your own. And I can't tell you how many people came back after they bought the digitals and had us print things. <laughs> so always make sure that you're offering both um, and that you're making, you know, printing enticing for them. But I mean, I, um, throw out numbers. I mean, not every studio is the same. And, you know, but we charged uh, an upfront session fee. If we knew that they were coming in just for the digitals, um, we charged a, a, an upfront session fee for everything as one situation, which was like $1,800. Uh -huh. We'd get your family portrait session and all of the digitals from that. But if they didn't want to do that up front, we did a sliding scale of like $300 for one JPEG and then it went, uh, you know, it decreased the more you bought. So you could do your entire session, you know, for like two grand or you could do 10 of them for a thousand or, you know, I don't remember the exact numbers, but, and, and not everybody has that same pricing schedule, but, uh, if you're going to do digitals, just make sure you're not that you're making a profit. I mean, honestly, everybody's business model is different and right. we're a boutique business, but that doesn't mean that's the only way, yeah. you know, and you shouldn't get your feathers ruffled because somebody else doesn't have a boutique business and, <laughs> Or, you know, I or somebody wants to do JPEGs and somebody doesn't want to do JPEGs and everybody's got an opinion and everybody's mad at each other and everybody's, who cares? Do you. The, right. the times I was most successful in my business are the times where I didn't give a shit what anybody else was doing, yeah. which was most often. <laughs> like, I had a photographer who constantly, he was down the road and every time we talked, he would talk to me about, um, 
you know, stealing his clients. And, and I was like pulling a line out of mean girls. Like, why are you so obsessed with me? Like (laughs) just do you have your business, figure out what works for you, figure out what makes you a profit and stop caring about what other people are doing. We're so excuse my, my reference, but this industry is so incestuous. Yeah. It's always like, you know, everybody's in everybody's business what's my brother down the street doing? Like, who cares? Stop yeah. it. Like, what is so-and-so doing? What are you doing for marketing this year? I want to know what you're, I'm going to see your pricing. Like, stop looking at other people in the industry for your inspiration and start looking at people outside of your industry for inspiration. You know, yeah. what are the brands doing that are successful, you know, just generally, but also right now, you know, what are the messages that are, that, successful brands are putting out right now you know let's talk about that like this is an opportunity this year even though photography is a luxury there's an opportunity within where we're sitting right now about connecting to family Uh about the message of all that other shit doesn't matter your family is important yes connection to your grandparents is important your connection to your children is your health and your family and that is what is i mean to to borrow a a word of the times that is what is essential yeah you know so there is still time right now to get that message out to people you know these moments these images these memories are essential and that's a strong message in the current COVID area era that we're living in right now. So their photographers have a opportunity right now to provide a service and a product that, you know, it may see, be seen as a luxury, but it's, it's an essential in, in a time like this. Yeah. And I totally agree with you on that. And, you know, you know, um, and I think it's important to note, you know, I mean, you spend a lot of time in marketing, and as photographers, we have to wear a lot of hats, but you know, you, you focus now most of your time in, in a marketing role. And I think you make a really great point in that the messaging that's going out to our clients now and the marketing that we're doing as photographers right now, that is the message, you know, then, you know, in years past, you know, saying family's important, family's the most important thing like that we just would have been like, okay, this guy's just trying to sell me some shit, you yeah. know, today as we go into the holidays, as we go to Thanksgiving, as we go into Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and every other holiday, New Year's, family's the most important thing because ironically, we may not be able to be with our family. Like I can't be with my mom this year because she she's in New York and yeah. we're really sad. And so the importance of that, that message is important. And, you know, going back to you know, you know, what I'm finding now with my portrait clients and, you know, really I've always focused on products as an important part of my business. And as I'm learning how to sell that on the, on the portrait side, uh, you know, one of the things that I said to one of my clients was because we do the viewing session afterwards, we're doing them over Zoom and Skype meetings. And, uh, you know, I say to them during the shoot, I say, the reason that we do this is, and I just don't hand over the digitals to you and I don't offer it. And, and, and this is a personal preference for me yeah. is because I have done thousands of 
family sessions over the years. And if I hand over the digitals to you, in two years, I'm going to be emailing you and saying, I need to take this gallery down. And have you ordered anything yet? And 99.5% of the time, the answer is no, I haven't ordered anything. And and I say to them, so I'm kind of forcing you, and I use my New Yorker as a little bit of marketing, like, I'm forcing you to do this because it's important. (laughs) And it resonates with them. Right. But, you know, yeah. today I'm going to deliver a 30 by 40 gallery wrap to my clients. And I'm so excited to have them have that on their mantle, um, for, for Thanksgiving. And so, you know, those, those are the important things and, and, you know, pricing, pricing it appropriately. And then, you know, they, they came back and they'll buy the digitals for me. So, you know, this is, this is a great time to really look at those things. And there's another, you know, and you're doing um, sales sessions over Zoom, which is awesome. There's also a lot of yeah. sales software out there where you could theoretically have your customers, your clients, uh, send you photos of their home. Oh, yeah. And that's you, what we did. Yeah. You could pre-build yeah. walls, yeah. You know, gallery walls, put the images in. And, you know, and this should also be the biggest year in a lot of years for um, holiday cards. Sure. You know. Think of all of the the people that you're not going to be able to see this year, you know, and those gifts, mini books to grandparents, like all of these things that that you could be sending to family that you're never going to see. But you're right. It is important. And this year more than ever. And I think that there's an opportunity there to, to be talking about that and not just an opportunity in terms of financial gain, which is important. Uh-huh. For a photographer in a business, I don't want to, you know, negate that. But there's an opportunity to give a level of service to your customers in this time, you know. And you could also think about, you know, what could I give people? What could I give back beyond the session and beyond, you know, uh, these memories? Like maybe there's something that you want to be sending out to your customers as a thank you. You know, maybe you want to be sending out cards this year from your business mm. or, you know, thanks for, for, you know, sticking with me this year and, and, you know, understanding that this is important, whatever it is, but there's an opportunity there to lend a level of service and, and impart that this is so important and that you understand that uh, on a different level. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I totally agree. So, and now is the time you know, for those of us, some most of us are kind of slowing down a little bit to really not, you know, to to, to to take a break, but get get through December and try and come up with some ideas. Like I'm working through an idea right now where I'm trying to launch it today where I'm literally going to be doing like, remember the front porch sessions? So my offer is going to be, you know, because I'm finding with family pictures that like, People are still kind of like, I really don't want to go outside. I really don't want to do anything. So my idea is I want to do four front porch sessions for families and then offer it with a bundle of holiday cards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll get them done super quick. And, you know, that's that's an idea that I'm I'm working through Mm -hmm. right now. And again, you got to come up with the ideas for your clients because they don't have ideas. Right. And uh, speaking of holiday cards. Yeah. uh, One last thing on that is... When I had my studio, I used to believe that my customers wanted everything to be custom, that I had to create a custom card for every family, 
that would, you know, that nobody else would have, their neighbors weren't sending it out, whatever. And one year I ended up doing like 68 different card designs <laughs> for families. How <laughs> so many families we would do in the fall. And I, I thought, Yikes. everybody pick a custom card. And it was crazy. But then you run the the drama of, okay, you, you design this card, you send it to your customers, you wait for them to approve it. Maybe they have a change. Maybe you have somebody you're neurotic who wants 16 color changes and three different messages and your customers don't understand design, you know, can you make the names? But no, I, no, Karen, I cannot make those names. <laughs> no, no, I can't have 14 Bible verses on your card. It's not. <laughs> so then the next year, my business partner says, you know, I don't care what you do, but you're not doing that again. I was like, okay. So I created um, this year's design series and I created, um, you know, five different card designs. And then if they wanted a custom card, shockingly, they could pay me a design Whoa. fee and I would create something custom for them. And the design fee was nothing. It was like $50 for a custom design, right? And what stupefied me uh, was that every single client, except for eight, I went from 68 to like eight, eight, went with this year's design. And you know what they said? I love it. They said, oh, thank you. This was so much easier. <laughs> <sighs> that was the beginning of me hating everyone. No. Um, so, but it was yeah. just like, Sometimes we think that we need to provide things for our clients that our clients are just, they don't care about, that they don't necessarily need. Sometimes they need just things to be simple. They could, you know, we would have the um, the designs pre-made and put into our sales software so they could already see their family image in the five different designs oh, okay. and they could pick one. Yeah. It was very simple and very easy, and everybody already knew what they what they were getting. And so the time spent going back and forth, and you know, approving things was just eliminated. So not only did it make it easier for the client, it made it easier for us, and everything was done. We could get it done very quickly, which saves you money. So you know, if you're doing your front porch sessions, go and and you don't have to design these things yourself. Every single lab or Everywhere on the internet, there are a million different card designs that you could say, this is what yeah. I'm offering this year, yeah. you know, and show those either before the session or right after the session and say, these are the ones that will be showing to you. Go ahead and take your pick. Or if you want me to design something for you, that's fine. Um, but that way you get it done quickly and everybody's happy. Well, now the neat thing, like, and, and I'm loving it, and, and this is a really positive thing for COVID is that we do them via Zoom sessions and I use, I mean, I love Fundy software. So I use Fundy to do all, all that and they make all their decisions sitting at their computer right then and there. So for the car designs, it's the same thing. I'm going to be like, all right, here's your car designs. We're going to do it right in front of you. You're going to make a decision right now, which they love. They love to be able to make a decision and move on. So anyway, with that being said, we're, we're a little bit over here. I like to keep these around 30 minutes. I mean, did you really think I wasn't going to be chatty? No. No, I and and it's always easy talking to you, which is great. <laughs> well, and I only like like six people on the earth. <laughs> I will talk my leg off to those six people. Everybody else, 
can go away. I don't really want to talk to <laughs> six people and sometimes my family. And sometimes my family. So yeah. with that being said, we're going to wrap up here. Thank you, Jen, for being on this week's episode of Something New Every Week. We hope that you're all going to be safe out there and continue to enjoy the holidays. And uh, we'd love to hear your ideas, if you have any of them, or success stories, and you want to be a guest on Something New Every Week, we'd love to have you on. So email me, jason at thegroup.com. Again, Jen, Jen, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Something New Every Week. We hope you learned something new this week and want to once again thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to all the cool stuff we've talked about. And a quick reminder, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by hitting that subscribe now button. See you next week on Something New Every Week. Every Week.